What's up, Husky Dogs? This is Mark. Before we start our episode, part one of Beyond Thunderdome, uh, featuring Dave Stecco as our guest co-host, uh, I just wanted to extend a great big Muffed Movies thank you to Nick Marino, our latest uh, Patreon patron. Nick is not only a super awesome patron, but uh, a fellow improviser here in the Chicago area. Nick has performed with me twice on Muff Movies Live uh, and is just an all-around awesome dude. So if you like improv and you live in Chicago, check out Nick's group, The Brandy Alexander. They do sketch comedy and they are awesome. Um, also, speaking about live stuff in Chicago, if you're in the area, I'm going to be performing my final performance in the uh, improvised Star Trek show called Starship Edsel at Otherworld Theater on September 23rd at 10 o'clock p.m. It's the end of their season one of that show. They're going to do a season two. They're going to have new cast members, new adventures. Um, but my character, the lovable uh, satanic android, is going to be leaving the Starship Edsel uh, for brighter stars. So yeah, there you go. I think that concludes our business. So without further ado, please enjoy Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome Part 1 featuring Dave Stecco. Excellent. Then let us begin, as is our tradition. Welcome. Oh, wait. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. We're going to do a little intro and say hello to you, and then we'll dive in. Oh, it's so nice to have this be my first time. <laughs> this guy's so hard in the pants to do a muffin. I just, come on, baby, I can't wait. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muffed Movies. I am your glorified host, Mark Soloff. And with me today in the Muff Chamber, uh, even though we are socially distanced, is my good friend and improviser. You know him. You love him. It's Dave Stecco. Woo-hoo! Hey, Dave. We're the only two socially distant people left on, on, <laughs> on Earth. Not by choice. It's no. just our nature. <laughs> I have trouble forming relationships. <laughs> These walls, they entomb me like a soft womb. <laughs> Speaking of soft womb. Yeah. Uh, you're a dad again. 2X. Congratulations on your latest you. baby. Yep, I got myself a new baby girl. I mean, don't get me wrong. The 2019 models were awesome. But when I saw what the 22s were looking like, <laughs> I had to get one. <laughs> the financing? Huh. It was a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's portable. <laughs> so much so the new ones have that bluetooth 5.0 so great oh that's how the government's gonna control you my friend <laughs> already controlling the baby so do your own research <laughs> <laughs> Timestamp: it is thursday august 18th year of our lord 2022 yeah we're like neil diamond this is our hot august nights album mm-hmm the back of my neck's getting dirty and gritty <laughs> That's uh, that's a different song. But that's Summer <laughs> in the City. Because I lost all of my helpful parasites. I used to <laughs> eat, the, eat the barnacles. All my, yeah, where'd my remoras go? <laughs> hey, any remoras in the house today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remora. Get down here. <laughs> remora. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, 
I don't leave the house anyway. I've, I've got a tiny baby and it's hot. So that's, that's it. That's all the reasons I need to never leave the house. So, well, we are lucky that you are not leaving the house because you're back in the muff chamber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're revisiting <laughs> the magical world of post-apocalyptic Australia oh, as the... we return to the adventures of our, our best friend, Max Rakatansky. <laughs> Rakatansky <laughs> or Rakatansky? Rakatansky. Now, this is 20 years down the line from when we first met him. Holy shit. Yeah. He's got to be 38. <laughs> his 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 one-armed wife now fully recovered has another <laughs> family they're living happily somewhere in adelaide i hope she married his um uh third degree burnt up partner who he refused oh, to the goose to in the hospital yeah i hope they got together oh man oh what a wonderful like sitcom that would be and then his old police chief is yes. the wacky next door neighbor yes Oh, Slay that's... Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case you haven't jest by now or by the episode title, today we are. Ooh, tonight. We are muffing Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It is a time of post-apocalyptic terror in the land of Australia. One man, Max Rakatansky, uh, wanders the desert wastes. Robbed of his turbo cruiser, he is now a poor hermetical man with a team of reindeer-like camels ferrying him across the scalding sea of sand. Will Max survive what awaits him, or will he never get beyond Thunderdome? Thunderdome. No we time. don't need another hero. <laughs> Is that the official song of uh, Thunderdome? Damn right. Okay. Oh, one, yeah. of, one of Tina Turner's jams we're gonna encounter some real tina turner references coming up oh Oh. i i like listen i'm ready i hope everyone's ready to go to tina turner church because i'm the reverend's getting ready to address you (laughs) exterior desert (laughs) we see the arid hot parched wasteland that is australia and uh, across the wasteland, we see a, 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 a sort of helicopter's eye view, sort of just shakily scanning <laughs> all over, looking for trouble. But what's this? The, the, the pilot of this vehicle has not found trouble. It's found Chris Kringle of the Post-Nuclear Times. It, it's a caravan of one, an old rickety dune buggy that has lost its ability to pull itself and is being pulled by ten friendly camels. It's a Melbourne Bedouin. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to ask where the camels came from, Mm-mm. but where'd those camels come from? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. In, <laughs> in spite ask. of myself, I must know. <laughs> Even if there were camels at the zoo... Like, are we to assume that they made it out, they found enough food and water in the desert, and they just multiplied, and then Max Rakatansky, spoilers, harnessed their power? 
Well, and and furthermore, like, I guess you could say that a camel could live out in an apocalyptic desert, but this is still Straya. This is still desert with tremor creatures and graboids <laughs> and land sharks <laughs> and like Mega plants. Scorpions. Yeah, plants that shoot poisonous snakes at you. Like mm -hmm. this is this is no desert in the world could prepare them for this. Shadow monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and packs of dingoes. They are very much unchanged. It's just yeah. business as usual for dingoes. <laughs> the helicopter spots Max Mother Lovin' Rockatansky with his full desert gear costume on. Um, his 1994 Toyota Forerunner that's been converted into like a prairie wagon. Yeah. Um, fortunately, he has not died of dysentery, but uh oh, he might die <laughs> of crushing damage because <laughs> whoever's flying this death copter drops a metal weight straight onto the fucking head of this guy. <laughs> and Bingo! He goes down like a ton of irradiated bricks. Uh, the camels, you know, super diligent. They're like, neither wind nor weather will stop us from our appointed rounds. They leave <laughs> Mad Max gasping in the dust. We're free! In the We're free! <laughs> but also, we have to conserve energy, so just maintain the pace! <laughs> Saunter away, boys. <laughs> uh, we zoom in to the cockpit of what we thought was... Wait, is it a helicopter or is it the little plane? It's the little plane. Okay. We yeah. zoom in to the cockpit of what we thought was the helicopter. Could only be a helicopter, right? Because the gyrocopter captain was a character from the last one. No. Same actor, <laughs> different character, different vehicle. He's got a tiny, tiny little airplane this time. <laughs> Where are they finding these <laughs> 1970s James Bond vehicles? Uh-oh. Max has been fucking KO'd by an unknown piece of metal, which honestly for the Mad Max series is probably a, a car part. Yeah, it's a camshaft or a piston mm -hmm. brace. A brake foot. <laughs> <laughs> the lunge it. guidance system. It's the splunge nozzle. <laughs> and it's still chock full of splunge <laughs> now speaking of exotic pets that shouldn't be around in the apocalypse it's a trained minky oh. uh, like a little capuchin style monkey um was riding along with max i guess that's its new that's his new buddy the passenger monkey knows enough about human life in the apocalypse that it takes max's uh wasteland cowboy shoes and chucks him <laughs> off the back it's uh, dangerous to go alone. Take yeah. these. You'll need your boots if you want to make it through the water temple. Um, <laughs> and also, strangely enough, it chucks a bosun's whistle. Because, you know, <laughs> who couldn't use one of those when you're all yeah. alone in the desert? Was the whistle stuck to the boots or just yeah. happened to... I, I, I think the whistle is tucked into the outside of the boot. Like there's a little belt on the outside of the boot. So, like, if he really was, like, really hauling ass, just running super fast, he'd get a little whistle to let him know he's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. It will be an important magical item on his quest. <laughs> it will! But uh, we don't know that yet. It's his ocarina of time. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot of inventory space, uh, but boy, 
you're gonna be real mad if you sell it to a, a vendor early on just for like a health potion or it's something it's gonna be so hard to beat that first boss but we're <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves smash cut later <clears throat> the camel driver sits up with a start and a snork and we see as he uncovers his um sun shield sort of ad hoc turban dealy it's the older slightly more anti-semitic face <laughs> of a 20 years older mel gibson yeah he's been out in the desert thinking about how he hates two things and only one of them is the apocalypse <laughs> yeah max snorks up he looks down uh and sees, just a few paces away, his trusted minky hath left him with both boots and his bosun's whistle. Da-da-da-da. And the, he, he really books it after his sand wagon. Like, more so than a guy who's been living in the desert should. Like, yeah. he's putting out more energy than it's safe to. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like, there's a lot of camels leaving a lot of tracks. I think yeah. that he can probably trace them. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint, in a very literal sense. <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to mention <clears throat> the pilot of the aircraft, whose name canonically is Jedediah, um, played by the exact same actor as the gyrocopter pilot from Mad Max Two, the Road Warrior. Uh, he, he's wearing a ridiculous, like imperialist uh, pith helmet. Yeah, pith helmet, like. Uh, pure white safari gear, like total, like Jumanji man. <laughs> um, he turns and we see his son, Jedediah son Jr., of Jumanji man, <laughs> outfitted in the exact same fucking ridiculous costume. I I don't know where they got this stuff in the post-apocalyptic outback. Juman Jr. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he has a Juman genius idea. <laughs> Take control of the stick, son. Dad's got a camel to hop on. He dives out of his moving plane, giving up control of it to a seven-year-old, and lands squarely in the camel uh, caravan, um, just like... As if he does this every day of his life. Just another perfect stunt spectacular executed uh, to the hilt. And cut. <laughs> <coughs> well, that's how it could have gone down. <laughs> also, I believe that you may have just established for the remainder of this podcast that the uh, Jedediah speaks like Christopher Walken. <laughs> I might have to hold you to that. I mean, I'll take it. I was trying to do... The classic swamp pervert, a.k.a. <laughs> Dr. Chilton from the Silence of the Lambs episode of Muff Movies. But, you know, uh, we don't need to be tied to just one voice per character. That's no, the beauty no, we of don't. muffing. Any, any elite muffbo will let you know. <laughs> Characters can have multiple voices. And they will. And they will. Um, smash cut. Barter Town. Oh, would you take me too? Oh, man. If you thought in Road Warrior the town was a weird shanty town of misfits and people dressed in weird shit, well, y congratulations, you're right. But also, <laughs> here's another one with a slightly bigger budget and less football pads. There's all sorts of... Less football pads? 
I think so. I, I think don't know. I feel like there's <laughs> as many football pads just under more garments. Yeah, I think in this one you get more um like fake mohawks made out of yak fur. Yeah. That are like intentionally strapped on to designate I don't know, a uh, station within the Barter Town military or whatever. Um and you get you get more junkyard armor. Yeah. Then... Junkyard arm junk junky armor. Junky armor. <laughs> I uh everyone seems like they're a lot sweatier. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I did notice, yeah, lots but but the 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 intervening fifteen years have meant the downfall of all white football armor pads. Yes. All white shoulder pads are gone now. I mean yeah, as it should be. Like, <laughs> Really, after the apocalypse, only, like, secret U.S. military installations should have anything that's white in yeah. color anymore. Fair enough. Because that's enough. sweet, sweet ash that comes down from the from the sky so beautifully, as depicted in every anime you've ever seen. <laughs> in the, in the mean, history t- of forever. And a uh, tip of the hat to the swell folks at Stranger Things who are jumping on that uh, yeah. particle effect game. Let's bring it back. <laughs> I don't want to get too far from that. Uh but the thing that I I also love is that Barter Town's music is uh brought to you by the weight room of the YMCA. It's just <laughs> 45 and 55 pound weights clanging together. That's all you need. Yeah. Young man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh we see Max Rakatansky. I don't think they ever even say his name in this movie. I don't think they oh, ever no. say Max. Like, no. he, he loses his last name, I think, at the end of Mad Max. The first yeah, I time. think his, he drops his wallet somewhere in there, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he, you know, we see the transition from uh, Max Rakitansky to Rakitansky to Mad Max. Um, but, yeah, he, he doesn't even have a name anymore. In fact, we'll see later on. He's introduced as a man with no name. Yeah, he is. He uh, explicitly refuses to uh, help anybody with that, but that's okay because in Barter Town, everyone's happy to give you a name. That's the one thing that's free. Yeah, that's true. Nicknames are free. Free smells, says the sign outside <laughs> Barter Town. Max walks into the through the perimeter gate where all sorts of like Star Wars aliens and low-level bad guys from the Fallout video games are just <laughs> milling about like taping pipes to the fronts of their rifles. A guy with like a, a rickshaw pulls past Max and is like, oi, mate, oi, 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 you want some water? You want to buy some water? And Max takes out a fucking Geiger counter from his pocket and scans the man. And the man is basically a nuclear warhead incarnate. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, Australian you- Brian Cranston is should be <laughs> glowing. <laughs> what are you going to do? A little fallout never hurt anybody. And as he laughed, five of his teeth just fall out of his mouth and run away. <laughs> the the children who would later grow up to found the Bethesda video game company go, Fallout, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Max proceeds uh, further into the, this den of iniquity, the belly of this, this simultaneously desert-dry but also everything is sticky mm-hmm. <laughs> town. Like you said, he pulls out this Geiger counter that's been on his person the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to replay him getting knocked off of his dune wagon thinking that he has at least 70 pounds of equipment on him that is not visible (laughs) that must have hurt like hell to land on that's an excellent point we're gonna see what those 70 pounds are comprised of in a moment (laughs) but also geiger counter's not plugged into anything so he's just got good working batteries yeah how's that work max pushes his way past the junk vendor yeah past the sponge monger and stomps across the stall display of the colloidal silver merchant (laughs) finally the dew hawkers (laughs) he makes his way towards the true gatekeeper a couple of jawas get pushed out of the way by their face The man who, uh, yay or nays, everyone who comes across his door. Uh, A large chubster of a man. A a porcine individual. (laughs) Named only the collector. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, I need to get into town. Uh, I see there's camel tracks leading here, and somebody stole my vehicle and camel. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over the sound of my jowls and me licking the grease from my fingers. I don't have any food, but I just have this small tray of grease that I dip my fingers in occasionally. What did you need? I need to get into your town, sir, because I need to reclaim my camels. Uh, this is not reclaim a town. That is... That, honestly, I don't think that's a place. But we just... Do you have a trade to make? A trade? I don't, I'm not looking to trade. I'm just looking to seek justice and get the guy who threw a, a diesel engine Cochrane right on my face. B- Barbara, was... dancing, Pendergrass, please come here and escort this individual out. He's only seeking vengeance, which we have no part of in, in, in mercantile town. No problem, boss, says the two <laughs> armored Cindy Loppers in black mini dresses come out and are apparently the guards of Barter Town. <laughs> Even though everybody is like wearing buzz saws on their elbows, uh, these uh, petite and charismatic ladies <laughs> block Mad Max's entry. What is this? I just want justice. I just want my uh, fake car back and my. Eight to ten camels. Uh, Deborah, please fustigate this man. <laughs> uh, one of the Cindy Loppers begins fluffing Mad Max's hair up into a, a, a real 1980s kind of flock of seagulls situation. Get off me, get off me! Building up a dangerous amount of volume and bounce. Ah! Wait, wait! Max reaches out from the pile of loppers. <laughs> Maybe I can um, trade my skills. I'm a very skilled individual. See, check this out. He Mandalorians an old German Luger out of his uh, ass cheeks and points them straight at the uh, collector's jowled maw. I can kill men. I'm good at that. That's what I have to barter. Uh, Everybody here kills men. That's what this is. This is the killed man grease that I've been... (laughs) sucking off my fingers that is not something in short supply here you may leave you've been dismissed god fucking damn it (laughs) um the loppers hearing his dismissive tone 
put their teasing combs down and pick their t- their beating combs up. <laughs> Just huge spiked combs. <laughs> Rusted chunks of jagged iron torn from other exploded pieces of iron. All right, they... all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll tell you what. Whatever your local ruler or warlord needs to be done clandestinely... I'll do that for them, Assassin's Creed style, to help solve your village of whatever problem it may have. I would love to take you up on that offer, but I would only believe it if you would expend one of your very precious shotgun shells in a largely meaningless show of force against someone else's hairstyle. Are you prepared (laughs) to do that? Uh, As the collector puts the period on the sentence after that... We hear a Koblowski, and Mad Max has just shot a hole in a, a, a punk rocker who has a beehive-style hairdo, <laughs> shooting my hair with unnecessary <laughs> gusto, <laughs> says the B-52-style apocalyptic soldier. Oh, man, he just got his tin roof rusted. <laughs> Well, that seems to be an adequate display of waste and violence. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put you in touch with the big lady in charge. But, as you know, we are TSA compliant here in Watertown. (laughs) You'll have to leave your iron with uh, the quartermaster just beyond that gate there. And you'll get a ticket for all your weapons. You collect them on your way out. Now that receipt is your own responsibility. <laughs> if you lose it, don't come crying to Barter Town. <laughs> the collector um, pulls a, a small flap of dried human skin from under his armpit. There you go. <laughs> You're number 11. <laughs> So Mad Max then uh, proceeds to just unsheathe, unholster, rip free, unzip, and and completely produce all manner of weapon. Uh, like, honestly, at some points, I was really looking closely. It just looked like just chunks of metal. Yeah. Just, just things, goo-gahs, flim-flams. Gyro-ducks. <laughs> There was a blatherskite in there. Uh, yeah, so you know, you know that this Mad Max movie is gonna have some ridiculous comedic undertones at times, because Max has just like, he's put a full gun store's inventory on the table across from, you know, shite mouth the the, <laughs> the gun watcher. <laughs> uh, gonna have to go to the back lockers to fill all these. Anyway, good job collecting guns. Respect the job of gun watcher, if not the person watching the gun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Max uh, flicks a coin into gun watcher's uh, rusted pewter cup and makes his way into level one, Barter Town. (laughs) Uh, We see a loading screen. And suddenly, Max is being escorted by some goons... Into an elevator, uh, up into what I can only call a high hide, which is a term <laughs> I learned from Jurassic Park: The Lost World. 
<laughs> which is some sort of ad hoc uh, flimsy structure that is high in the canopy meant to look down at uh, wildlife and get chomped by T-Rexes and stuff. Yeah, an elevator operated by Cammy and Guile from the uh, Street Fighter series. These are this is these are two ripped to hell's and back, oiled up, mm-hmm. musculated, thonged all day long uh, elevator crank turners. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so to that point, the previous two Mad Maxes we've muffed, those movies have had a surprising amount of like homoerotic bdsm going on in them yeah and i feel like maybe with the increase in budget and international scope of this uh this film's distribution they like really stepped back yeah they they turned down the volume on that once they were like well this one is for america so and they'll never understand yeah, the the smegma gay boy brigade or whatever. <laughs> the, this, yeah, you're right. This, yeah, you're right. Fuck, I don't remember their name now. Like, but this yeah. sounds like I'm being an asshole. There are legitimately does. like bad guy ranks in Road Warrior who are called gay boy somethings. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like the 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 gay boy murderers and the the smegma slaps and <laughs> like I, you're right. It does sound like we're just being pejorative, but these are the these are the approximate names of these are scientific terms. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think that yeah, they think they, they it is still hinted at there. You know, like uh, some of the the shoulder pad brigade or, or iron bar. He's got his weird little mm-hmm. little mask that he carries on his back. Yeah, but like a, a sort of kabuki mask. Yeah. Does not a BDSM club aficionado make. So, uh, <laughs> the artist formerly known as Max is now, mm-hmm. he's in an elevator to the high hide. Oh, yeah. Where For the... lack of better architectural term, because I don't know yeah. how to talk about structures. It's uh, also known as the, the jazz hut. It's cause... like, you know, um, <laughs> Warcraft uh, or Warcraft 2. When you, oh. you you're the orcs and you build that the tower for defense and it's just the arrow level, it's like yeah. a hut with an umbrella on top, but it's up high. There you go. There with you go, some very kids. some very mild Sydney Opera House architecture Ooh. built in as well. There's also a gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also uh, saxophone jazz. Oh yes, yeah, a through line. Um, Max makes it into the high hide at long last after we stop talking about the movie. <laughs> and what's this? He hears a soulful saxophone solo, and it takes him back to memories of his lost love. His wife, who is not dead, but he just abandoned in the end of Mad Max for no reason. It's just, she, just you, more work than he wanted to put into it. She used to play the saxophone uh, softly in the night to herself as well. <gasps> Could it be? Could this be my blushing bride? Reunited after so long? Uh, the figure turns towards him. Oh, no. It's just a man with special effects contact lenses. There. <laughs> well, and for the record, he knew it couldn't be his wife because she was miss- missing 50% of the arms needed to play a saxophone. That's true. Saxophone is a cruel instrument. <laughs> you can't five-finger a sax. 
No. It's gonna you go can try. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max enters the shadowy, bizarre den, and he sees uh, in the shadows a figure uh, menacing and beautiful, like a dangerous, lethal drag queen. It can only be the one, the only, Tina Turner. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-entity. Anti-entity. I don't think they ever say her full name in the movie, but we do know canonically her name is Anti-Entity. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's a mouthful, and especially when if you're shouting it to a bunch of people demanding blood. Yeah, like that's hard to do. But man, it makes me listen. I told you I I really like Tina Turner, and it makes me wish that there was like a hundred sci-fi movies with Tina Turner in. Yeah, because she's intense. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised she's not in more. Yeah. So no, <clears throat> suffice to say the world was denied enough Tina Turner because there's no amount that would be satisfactory to me. Thank God we have Angela Bassett. Welcome, whoever you are. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> Tina Turner sounds, so I'm kind of doing an Eartha kid, I guess. Hey, you're not, you're not, you're in the right neighborhood. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Bartertown. And here, we don't let people in for free. We bust your balls down and we... Drink them up for lunch. Now, allow me to roll out the welcome wagon for you, whoever you are. Boys! Suddenly, seven boys, <laughs> full-grown boys, uh, appear from out the shadows and start attacking Mad Max. Yeah, she, she was being so nice, and then all of a sudden, here comes the slap chop. <laughs> Which can cut vegetables very quickly. <laughs> Ah! <clears throat> they they're swinging, they're swunking, they're thunking, but Max just boffos these guys, no questions asked. He handily dispatches them. In fact, he throws one of them off the edge of the high yeah. hide. Yeah, yeah, that was the 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 animal control officer of Barter Town. He had one of those catch poles, <laughs> and that was Iron Bar. That's his name. Iron Bar. Yes, for every Mad Max movie, <clears throat> there must be at least one second in command who has like a distinctive hairstyle or gee-gaw on his outfit who has a stupid name. Do you remember the name of the uh, the main offending bad guy from the previous Mad Max? Not Lord Humongous. I think it's the, Wes. The legend of that guy seems to have permeated through barter town because everybody's copying this dude's style the legend of wes has spread far and wide mm-hmm. no one remembers lord humongous and that's just one of the peculiarities of history because everyone's like black shoulder pads yeah mohawk i can't grow a mohawk you don't need to here's your goat hair headpiece this will do it for you and it's a lot less work so yeah tina turner she's got squads of wes's all through the city, all the time. Wezes run things. They are the new police. They're the main force patrol in a great, hilarious turn of events is now 100% Wezes. This is HBO's Wes World. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, Max 
I just got that idea that that's your name, even though nobody told me your name. <laughs> I got a little, uh, problem, and I've noticed that you passed my initiation test that no one's ever passed. In fact, I just kind of accidentally murder everybody who's capable <laughs> who comes through those gates. Everyone who's ever tried to help me, I've murdered. There's an electrical engineer, a surgeon, <laughs> computer scientist. I was supposed to have a toilet up here, but I killed seven plumbers. <laughs> anyway, Max, you see, we got a problem here. I run Bartertown, see? <laughs> <laughs> but Bartertown, it's bigger than just what you're looking at. There's a whole nother town under Bartertown called the Underworld. And there's a real piece of shit in the Underworld who's named Master Blaster. <laughs> He's a combination guy and other guy. <laughs> you see, they produce the energy that we use occasionally. I don't know. We don't even have street lamps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the, basically camping. The power runs Bartertown, but you'll never know it by looking at Bartertown <laughs> as there's nothing that explicitly runs on power. But at one point, a light gets dim and everyone's very upset by it, raggedy man. <laughs> so anyway, Max, what I'm getting at here is this symbiotic human guy, Master Blaster, he has all these pigs, like on a town underneath our town, which seems to be just on the desert sand. I don't know how they built this town underneath us. <laughs> I'd like to believe you, uh, but do you have some sort of inverse periscope by which I could mystically look everywhere underground, <laughs> even though it's uh, just a linear periscope? Is it possible? <laughs> I'm Ironbar, says Ironbar, <laughs> climbing back up into the high hide. Turns out a two-story drop into a sandy dune won't kill you. <laughs> anyway, uh, stop rushing the boss. She was just about to show you old Mr. Periscope. Yeah, that's right, Max. I got an inverse periscope for you. <laughs> Take a gander. They stick down the, like, um, just reverse periscope that, like, centipedes its way underground. <laughs> I'd like to believe they call it the goon tube. <laughs> yeah. Looking through the goon tube, Max can see like 20 to 40 healthy pigs just living in underground pens and like, I don't know, 10 really unhealthy Australian men just like covered in oil, just shoveling the pig shit into something, probably an incinerator. <laughs> I don't know. And we're seeing, like, where all this energy's going, and mostly just for large gouts of flame that just occasionally fly out from a pipe. Yeah, yeah. So much of this is, uh, well, okay, so, you know, it's essentially they're saying methane is the gas that provides combustible energy that Bartertown uses. But I don't ever see any methane harvested. No. It just seems like they're a shit-burning operation. Yeah. <laughs> she just thinks it's hilarious that there's these guys that are just wallowing in a pig wallow underground, and that's hilarious. Yeah. So straining credulity is that there's all these healthy pigs just living completely subterraneanly, you know, like pigs love to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world where, like, water is scarce... And I assume fresh food is scarce, uh, but the pigs are fine. They've got 
they found a uh, a military cache of like dog ch- dog food, mm-hmm. and they were able to feed that to the pigs. And yeah, you know what? I think you just you just have to move past that. Yeah, let's because just gloss over that. I yeah. think also later it's kind of implied that they might feed corpses to the pigs, maybe. And it uh, for yeah, I think you're right. I think these pigs are terror pigs. Mm. And the other thing you can't think of is like where where a master blaster comes from. How does that evolve? Uh, How does that very special relationship get formed? I want to see Master Blaster Origins, a six <laughs> part Disney Plus miniseries. You want to know? Want to hear something terrifying about Master Blaster Origins that yeah. I looked up? Mm-hmm. The actor who plays Master mm-hmm. was in the black and white 1932 film freaks one of us goobly goo he's in that wow yeah long career yeah so there's a fun fact for you that i don't know if that needs to be in the podcast or not but yeah patreon exclusive (laughs) (laughs) um anyway as you can see it's a thriving operation and if they if they disagree with my rules and regulations, they'll cut off my power. So I gotta cut them off. Now there's a man down there named Master Blaster. He's a little guy who's got a symbiotic relationship with a big guy. Don't ask. I he need eats you whatever to... food doesn't make it into the big guy's mouth. He keeps his skin free of parasites. <laughs> kind of like a remora eel. <laughs> Wait. A remora, kind of like a remora. <laughs> I was hybridizing two. I'd like to believe that there's someone counting remora references in this episode. Ding! I hope so. <laughs> One remora time. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, kill him, and then you can have all the stuff that we stole from you. Oh yeah. By <laughs> the way, the the pilot that stole your shit, he's got your shit here. You're probably not going to encounter him till later, much later. You've never even seen his face. Because when in, you do, it's going to look like you recognize him, which will only confuse things further. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you got yourself a deal. Now I'm Australian. You got yourself a deal. <laughs> it's time to get to work. <laughs> Max rolls up his sleeves. Part of his irradiated skin comes off. Ah. <laughs> I wasn't even wearing sleeves. <laughs> <laughs>